good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain Nutrition, Chewing the Fat podcast episode. Boom! I would say it's a year, but we definitely missed one at some point. I don't know if it's 53. It's 52 or it's 53. It's one of those numbers. Who knows? Right, Joe, what are we talking about today? We're talking about... don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Common sense fat loss. Yes. I think, to it's, kick off... This is going to be news to everyone. Fat loss is simple. But people make it more complex than they need to. It doesn't mean it's easy. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, Why because yeah, because people make it far too complicated. People overthink things, and we're just kind of going to have a mild rant today on today's podcast. Can I give a few examples that we might see people fucking up? <coughs> I, have yes. a, I have to put an F in there so I can put explicit on the podcast to make sure I remember. Um, yeah, just things that, um, well, possibly they seem common sense. The problem with common sense is, Joe. I might get this right. Not that common. It's not that common at oh, all. Yeah. And it's things that, you know, myself and Joe will see immediately in people's food diaries when we're working with them. Um, but for some reason, they've not thought of I mean, them. You know, kind of, when we start off with clients, we uh, have an initial questionnaire. And then, obviously, we kind of get to know them over the, the course of their coaching program. But then you'll start off by saying, like, what is your biggest struggle? And we'll come back with whatever it is, whatever. Which yeah. normally isn't their biggest struggle. Yeah, well, whatever they believe is their biggest struggle. And then you'll kind of say, okay, so this is your biggest struggle. You know, what have you done to kind of handle this, to improve this, to, you know, make it not a struggle anymore? And more often than not, it'll be nothing that people will just kind of accept it. So we're going to go into some common sense approaches. I think a good place to start there is solution at the beginning. Solutions to problems. Solution always. That's the only one. Yeah, done. And <laughs> that's all we've got. The, the biggest thing that we see is an inability of people to find solutions to problems. So they have what you'd call a closed mindset. So you've got open and closed mindset. So an open mindset is the idea that someone is willing to look for solutions, ways around obstacles. Whereas a closed mindset is a belief that this is all you can do. There's no surmountable way around this. This is just how it is. And obviously, the people who are the most successful are the ones who find ways around their problems because ultimately, there's always a way around something. You know, as you've said it a couple of times before, if someone offered you a million pounds to eat well for the next week, you would find a way to do it. You would go hungry, you would go out of your way to, to find the food, you'd stay up a bit later to prep your food, you get up a bit earlier to, to make sure it's ready for the day because it would be super important to you because it would literally be worth a million pounds. But it's not worth a million pounds, sadly. So people don't do these things. And it's trying to find the key or the solution to get people thinking this way. 
Some people are brilliant at it, some people aren't. And our job as coaches is to help people to get better at this from whatever point they're at. Yeah, so I think one of the, the kind of the common sense approaches, you know, going along with the solution problem is kind of look at where you go wrong, look at the habits, choices, behaviors, the things that you do day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, whatever it might be, that cause you to gain weight, that are, are preventing you from losing weight. That's what needs to be addressed. So if it's every single weekend, you know, you go into it and you get hammered and you eat takeaways and you kind of have this kind of all or nothing, this treat <coughs> mentality, then, you know, it's not necessary to go keto. It's not necessary to, you know, completely limit your carbs, you know, Monday to Friday, whatever that, address the majors, you know, look at the issues, what it is. That's just common sense. Whatever brought you to the party, whatever has caused you to gain weight or preventing you from losing weight is what needs to be addressed not making up other problems. And it's something I think we see quite often, or we do, I know we see it quite often. It's not, I don't even think it. Well, you'll get people who come in and they'll drink like a bottle of Prosecco at night, but then they'll start concerning themselves with how many grams of carbs they should have post-workout. Or, steps. Yeah, you know, how many water. steps they should be hitting. Yeah, stuff like that. Oh, I'm not drinking enough water. So you're drinking too much fucking Prosecco, though. Mates, what's the Prosecco? <laughs> prosecco content of water, not a lot. Yeah, so, you know, Look at whatever the, the, the biggest issue is that you've got right now. Majors over minors. There's something I kind of find myself saying a lot is look for the major issues that you've got. Stop stressing about the minor ones. Don't make up you know, problems that you don't really have concerning your fat loss. There'll be some very, very obvious things. And if they're not obvious to you, you need to sign up to coaching because we'll be able to spot them for you. 100%. And I think that this is where people struggle, just a sideline quickly and then I'll go from there, is that most people have never written down their food before. They've never written down their food for a week and then look back and that's what having a coach can, can help people with is if you struggle to motivate yourself to do it on your own, then being accountable can really good, be really good for that. And often you see people who will do well from this process, they'll log their food, they'll become more accountable, they'll analyze it better. It becomes obvious when it's written in front of you where you're going off plan, but then they'll stop doing that because they haven't had a coach because it's not, because they don't have a coach watching them because it's not become a habit. So, I think just, just to interject, go. not to interrupt, a massive example of that is when we used to PT, you know, you see a client once a week, how's your food been? Yeah, it's been pretty good. That's it, you know, because you just remember the good things. You don't remember the pizza that you had on Wednesday night, the bottle of wine you had on Friday night, the fry up that you had on Sunday, the Sunday dinner that you had with all the trimmings. Yeah. You know, all these different things, you look at the kind of majority of things, so you think, oh, Monday to Friday, I was really, really good excuse me, Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, it was terrible. That's nearly half your week. You know, people think a weekend would be like two days. But when it goes from Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're getting on for, you know, 40% of your week there. So yes, logging is a key one to be able to kind of flag up common issues. Yes, I forgot what my second point was now. What was it about? We're just addressing it, uh, addressing potential problems. So, you know, a couple of easy examples from this week um, for me is had a client who's just started this week, so obviously kind of getting into the feeling out process, getting to know each other. Biggest struggles is kind of binging on an evening, so not eating much during the day, if anything, through the day, and then eating a load of high calorie shit on an evening. Because they get in, they're starving, and they'll consume anything that's around, or they'll pick up, you know, bad choices <coughs> on the way home, because you should never go shopping hungry, because you end up with how many donuts? At least five. At least five dollars, because you're robbing yourself. Because you're buying them in packs of five, so. Indeed. Um, so simple solution for me was, why don't you take something to work with you that you can eat before you leave to come home? 
Just did that, took some boiled eggs, ate them, got home, fine. Another kind of simple solution for let's see, Sorry. is to have food prepped for you get in. So you can batch cooking, you can buy some kind of pre-prepared meals, you can cook the night before for the following day. So you get in, boom, you microwave it, you get it out, slow cooker, whatever it is, you've got food good to get there, good to go there. Imagine if you walk through the door and your personal chef went, there's your dinner. You're not going to afford a takeaway because you're going to go, I'm going to eat this food right here. So two simple solutions there to a problem that's been you know, a massive struggle for this person. <laughs> but for me, which would be common sense, if you're really hungry when you get in, make sure you have some food before you leave work, before you get tempted, or have food good to go when you get in. Same thing comes down to, what for what here? When say. people um, will cook their children's food and then end up picking loads of their whatever they're eating and then feel bad about that and then have their dinner. Have a snack before you start cooking your kids' food. Problem solved. Another <laughs> thing. Just one more. I have a client who works um, nights and she says the day after she's been working nights, it's a real struggle because she's tired and she's really, really hungry. So I said, okay. So she ends up eating a lot of crap. Um, what's the possible solution for this? She's just like, oh, I can't think of one. It's like, you can't think of a possible solution of what could keep you, you know, kind of on track, making good food choices. Like, oh yeah, actually I could batch cook some food, I could buy some ready meals, I can keep some stuff in the freezer, I can plan my meals for when I get back so they're good to go. Brilliant. Perfect, there you go. That's another problem solved. Common sense. I think the point I was gonna to get to as well is that people, they look at the symptoms too much. So your guy who said, I'm really hungry and I leave work, I get home and I eat a load of crap. What are you gonna do? People say, I won't eat the crap. Yeah. But that's not the actual root of the issue. The root of the issue is, is that you're hungry. So the same as when people, a bit like calorie counting, is that people will have, you know, a crap day of food, they'll have four glasses of wine, and then they'll go, I need to fit my calories. So then they'll have no food and four glasses of wine. Well, the issue then is, you're gonna, on at some point, you're gonna be hungover, or you're gonna, you know, you're gonna go over those, those amounts. So you're not looking at the easiest way to fix this. And, and it's just being realistic in that sense. And I think that if the root of the problem is that you're hungry so you overeat, don't focus on the overeating part, focus on the hunger part, which is what sustain is all about, is keeping people full off as fewer calories as possible. And then you have more calories to play with. You know, if you're eating lots of nutritious food, then you can either lose weight quite quickly, or you can have a few more treats and lose weight a little bit slower. It just depends on the route that you want to take. And I think that's one of the main points is that people are so quick to go, I'm just going to drink less wine. But why do you drink the wine? It's what sustain is all about. Like the mindset, the nutritious food can massively help your mindset. It basically gives you more willpower. You mentioned your guy was saying he gets home and he's hungry. He can't fight that urge to eat. You give him two boiled eggs and suddenly it's a completely different ball game. And I have the same, you know, I talk about emergency hand jobs. Because Emergency what? Have I not told you this? <laughs> so we've got a thing. That is ham. Yeah. Ham. That's that's the joke. No. No, no you're ruined it now. <laughs> Get your big hands away from me. <laughs> Emergency chipolata. <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you're really hungry, you get a bit fraught. Same as when you're tired or you're stressed. Is the only thing you can think of is, is a quick... Or all three! <laughs> and then you just need to buy your mind a bit of time. So a pound pack of ham, hence the emergency ham job, is just enough for you to go, oh, I feel a bit better. I've now got time to cook a meal. I've got time to decide what I really want. It gives you that moment of clarity, doesn't it? Yeah. It just kind of saves you from just going, ah! Just settles everything down, just doesn't it? Not everything. Do that again, sorry? Ah! Looks like, 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 like Frankfurters. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
I was in Waitrose the other day, I was living the life, but you can get this in any supermarket and there's so much good food, isn't there? Mm. I think that in the past, you know, I've gone into Morrison's or whatever, which is my normal supermarket of choice and gone, you can see why people get bored because you've got chicken breast, pork, sausages, joints of beef. You need those ideas of what to cook and if you don't know what to cook, it's a bit of a struggle. But if you go to the frozen aisle, you've got all the different marinated fish and the, you know, all the different meal deals and stuff. You can then buy your rice packs, you can get you know, different veg prepped, everything's there ready to go. You know me, I love Iceland. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a bit salty, but it's just so good to have in your freezer because it's so easy. Mm. You can literally get in, bang the oven in, on, throw the stuff in the oven, fuck off, you know, have a shower, whatever you need to do, and then come back in 20, 30 minutes and you've got, a, you know, a tasty meal, good to go. Yeah. And it's just those subtle things that I did pulled pork the other day with something like paprika, pepper and garlic. Oh, pulled your pork and <laughs> And it's, you, put, you put it in a slow cooker with a bit of cider, cut the fat off, you shred the meat. It's so easy, but that's the obstacle a lot of people have, is they don't have the preparation abilities to buy those foods. So you just buy it. It's a little bit more expensive, because obviously you're taking that convenience out, you know, you're, you're making someone else do the work for you. But having those things in the freezer, it's just going to make such a big difference, especially if you fuck it, you know, if you fuck up all the time. It's fine if you're like me and you, who you know, are able to find solutions on the hoof. And I think something I've mentioned a fair few times before, you know, I work myself. I don't have a set working schedule. I don't have a history of disordered eating. I've you know been in the fitness industry for eight years, but if I wake up without food ready for that day, it nearly always goes to shit. You're well, you're, what you're, you're relying on. Um a skill set then, aren't you? You're relying on, you know, if I go to the supermarket hungry, like I don't prep as much as Joe does, I don't do batch cooking and stuff like that, but then I've got a very different life to Joe. Um, where I wanna, <laughs> I wanna have meals with my wife and stuff like that. You know, and family meals, whereas Joe's, you know, he goes, get pissed all the time. Yeah, he goes home alone, <laughs> sits alone with the curtains closed. No, just ham jobs. Just him and, him and his dog, yeah. Ham jobbing. Um, it's very, very different, but then I rely on a different skill set. So if I finish work here at seven o'clock and then I go to the supermarket and I'm hungry, I need to rely on my skill set to buy something decent as opposed to just going, ah, fuck it. We're going to go to KFC, which is about three KFCs on the way up. And it is a, it is a skill set, isn't it? Because to be able to make the, because if you haven't got anything ready for the day, you've then got to decide what you're going to eat and where you're going to get it from. You suddenly have so many more Whilst being hungry and possibly a bit stressed, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Whereas if you've got the things in front of you, or you know you get home and you've got those options there. You're just giving yourself a plan A, a plan B, a plan C. So my plan A is to take my food with me. My plan B is to pick something up on the hoof. My plan C is to go hungry because I know I've got food when I get home. If you don't have any food at home and no food with you, and you haven't had any practice doing this, it's so hard. And, and that's what I said. That's like you know you getting in and your chef just going, "Here's your meal." As soon as you walk through the door, yeah. like, "Oh, perfect." Now I won't have to get a takeaway. When people say, you know, they say it's a joke, don't they? You say, "What do you need?" And they say, "A personal chef." Well, you're not going to be able to afford that. It's very yeah, is, that, is that you know possible? Is no. that doable? Then why not buy some meals that are half an hour in the oven? It's just, you it just, sounds like a no-brainer, but it's just, if you're saying, I can't do that as you're listening to this, then why can't you? What is actually stopping you do this? If it's money, then find some cheaper options. If you still can't afford that, then what can you do? And this is the thing, it's so often, I remember one of my first experiences of coaching was when I set up a diet club in Otley when I was a PT. And there's a woman who I was coaching, I just said, right, do this, she said, no, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that. 
And I kind of looked at my mum who was in the class and she just kind of shrugged her shoulders. Because some people will just say no at every turn. And if you're that person, then who's going to fix these problems for you? You know, are you just waiting for someone to come down from the heavens and to, to fix this all for you or to win the lottery? Or I said to someone the other day about something, I said, what's the solution? He said, give my kids away. It's not a solution. Oh. I know you're joking, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's just ridiculous because we're trying to find solutions and it's just deflecting and joking and I can't think about this right yeah, now. No, this is a problem. This is your problem. Yeah, you've messaged here and I've responded to it. So we need to find a solution or we're just, are we going to stand there with our hands in the air and just go, well, we've tried everything. There's absolutely no other option. Yeah. But you haven't, but you haven't tried everything. You just are unwilling to try the options. Tried a couple of things once. Yeah. So yes, for me, it's just make things as hard, make them as hard as possible. Hard make as possible. Make as hard as possible to fuck up. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. See how I did there. Um, so by having, you know, food choices, by having, you know, good foods in the house, by thinking you're good or going out and having a plan you know like the amount of people that just go well i'll try and do this and i'll try and do that like make it happen you don't hope don't try make it happen you know you might try things and you will fuck up 100 percent, you will fuck up things will go wrong but you know if you don't give it a shot if you don't give it a try that's the only way that you won't fail so you know having foods in the freezer being mindful of kind of what meals you're going to eat or you know what your big issues are is just common sense. <clears throat> I've been doing some reading on CBT recently, which is uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. There's some really interesting stuff in there about reframing your thoughts. And it was saying all of the automatic thoughts you have, so this bit of stuff that you think subconsciously, so I can't do that, I can't cook, there's nothing healthy, I had no other option. These are the kind of things that you could look at writing down. 50 thoughts a minute. Is it? what it is. I think so. And then you need to then look at reframing them. So if you can find your destructive thought, so say for a lot of our clients that eat off plan on the weekend, what is it? It's normally going to be alcohol or processed foods. You can then look at why you're having those things and how can you reframe that? And if you can find a more positive way around it, then it's you finding the solution. It's no good. We can't drive your decisions. We can only help guide you towards them. So if I say, don't drink any alcohol, it's going to go like a fart and lift, isn't it, to start with, and people aren't going to do it. A wet fart in linen pants. Also good. As an analogy, not as an experience. <laughs> then you need to find the best way around it for you, and that's a really good way of doing it: is to to look at your automatic thoughts, the things that you sometimes think are insurmountable, and take some time and work through them because it's going to help you to find the solutions to your problems. Anything else to add? I did think of something then, but uh, I oh, just one that has popped up. It probably could go into a different video or podcast, something like that, or email or piece of content. But I've had two clients over the last two weeks who have had really good meals prepped and good to go. So one of those was breakfast and one of those was dinner. Brilliant. And they just said, I, don't know say. I did fancy eating them, just didn't want them. So then they ended up eating a lot of shite instead. You're reading a good book, which would come in handy here. Wouldn't yeah. You? And I just said to them, both. What do you think would have happened if you'd have just eaten the meal? The meal that you had prepped, right there, that you just thought, oh, I don't really fancy this. What would have happened if you'd have just gone, you know what, I'm just going to eat it anyway? It had just passed. You wouldn't be hungry anymore. You'd be fully satiated. You wouldn't have made the shit choices that you made. <laughs> Sometimes you just, you know what I mean? Not everything is going to be amazing not everything you know you're not always going to want to work out you're not always going to want to go for a walk you're not always going to want to eat more vegetables 
just fucking do the work sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta bite down on your gum shield and just fucking do it. Who said you have to want to do it? When, yeah. when, when was the promise that fat loss and health was gonna be a pleasurable experience from start to finish? And I would say this about like with a dog or you know, clients who've got children, do you sometimes not want to take your kids out for exercise or walk them or sorry, or feed them <laughs> you got a dog? So Put no, them back in their cage. There's loads of times I don't want to walk the dog, but it's a commitment, it's something that I have signed up to that I'm going to do because it's what I've committed to doing because I have to do it. So sometimes, like same with my food, I go, I don't really fancy bolognese, I've had this for the last 364 days. But I know what the benefits are. And this is where crystal clear goal setting is so good because when you put these things at the front of your mind, it becomes so much- butt clench. Yeah. What did you say? Bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the crystal clear goals at the front of your mind. It's much easier to make those decisions because it's literally a three minute sacrifice, probably how fast I eat, in order to get to those goals. And people are so quick to dismiss them and go, I don't really fancy it, so I'm not going to do it. And the thing is, once it's gone, it just fucking doesn't matter anymore. Like, when was the last time you didn't want to take Fenton for a walk, you reckon? Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you. Where and that's it what I mean, because yeah. it will have happened, but you just don't remember yeah. it. So, prime example, I went out for lunch with my mum and dad yesterday, went for uh, like a pub lunch. And this place sells, it has one mildly, like, healthy <laughs> dish on it. That's it. And it wasn't that nice, but I, but I had it. And today, it doesn't fucking really you're not still eating that meal now yeah, are you it doesn't matter you know what I mean it's gone that meal's been and gone it served its purpose I was full and that's it I didn't take in like thousands of excess calories by having like a pizza or a burger and chips and stuff like that I had like this chicken noodle salad with um, wow. some, some extra veg yeah you but know what I mean fine, and it? it was it was tasty was it for the the best meal I've had in fact they do really good pies I've had the pies ever before right um but it's been and gone. And if I'd have had the pie, then you know what I mean? I don't know, I'd have had loads of excess calories that I didn't really need. You know, no one ever looks back on the life and just goes like, oh, I'm really glad that I um, had that burger and chips uh, when I went for the meal with my mum and dad. And there are times when you will, but on the whole, people don't come to us because they're having, they're making too many of the right decisions to benefit their lives. It's just, it's just one of those, isn't it? Just save them though, but I mean, you know, so, the example that I've given there is if I'd have eaten a burger and chips because I've been out of order, it wouldn't have added anything to the experience. It wouldn't have been like an amazing thing, you know, like it's not like, you know, your kids baking a cake or, you know, going to someone's birthday or something like that, or, you know, when you Christmas or something. Yeah, else. you know, you don't have any other choice, whatever. It's just, I like to talk about this stuff a lot about kind of beliefs and people have these really ill-conceived beliefs around food that, they, that it adds so much to their lives. And don't get me wrong, food does add, it adds to our lives and it adds to our clients' lives, but it's not the be all and end all. It's not a case of, like you say, that you have a meal and that, that just gives and gives and gives and gives. It really is limited to the time that you're eating it and that immediate pleasure. And pleasure's cool, but you can't let it dominate your life. You know, we see so many questionnaires where people aren't happy, but they constantly tell themselves that food is making them happy. You've just got to, to break those two things up. You can't have your cake and eat it always. You can't eat whatever you like and then be happy with the results because odds on you're not going to be happy with how you look if you eat that way. And it, like going back to the beliefs thing is, you know, like you deal with a couple of clients who be like, I just don't know why I keep on eating these foods. And the fact is, is because you still believe that these foods bring you more pleasure than the pain that you're eating from these foods. So, you know, that not wanting to be eating photos 
you know, not wanting to, you know, go on holidays, not wanting to go swimming with your kids, getting dressed. Yeah, you know, the pain that you have getting dressed in front of a partner or, you know, people seeing you in, in certain outfits and stuff like that. You know, that is causing you pain 24 hours a day. You know, when you sit down and, you know, you feel yourself wobbling, whatever it is, you're still valuing these food choices that give you this kind of little temporary bump, this, you know, a pack of Maltesers, five minutes, you know, a twirl, two minutes, oh, a ch- an orange twirl. I had one of those this week, actually. So, no, my clients said that. Got so, you got one. Um, you know, wh- whatever it is, cool, gives you like a little bit of pleasure for five minutes. But it's just keeping you feeling like shit and you're just not prepared to look at that balance and go, this food brings me pleasure. No, it doesn't. This food brings you pain. Yeah. Or this food keeps you in pain. That's it. You're not looking at that. You know, you're not seeing that balance. You're not seeing that equation. You're still not believing it. You're still thinking, why that makes me happy? I really need pizza in my life. Yeah. Why it makes me happy? My gut makes me sad. Why it keeps my gut on? There you go. There's how my, how's my fat loss formula? It's that thing, isn't it? Like, how many times do you need to, you know, be burned before you, before you learn from this? Don't you, put you, your you dick put, in the fire. You wouldn't keep putting your hand on a hot stove, would you? And this is what people do because they're unable to to key into to that that key belief, and that's when you see people change. Is they go, do you know what? I had pizza today. It wasn't all that, and then they hold on to that. It's when people keep forgetting it and they keep falling back into that trap that they really struggle. The more you can get your, there's nothing more powerful than change mind. That's one of, I can't think of the guy's name. Coach, someone. Uh, anyway, it's a good quote. Yes, indeed, and you know that's our job as coaches is to ask these questions, and you know quite often you'll get these questions avoided. It's nothing I like better than a, a, a tough question avoided, um, but I'll ask it again, and you know it does sting a little bit. When you're just like, these food choices you've made, what do you believe they add to your life? What do you believe, you know, they add to your life compared to what you said in your question? Like, you know, one of my clients is like, I feel disgusted, old, and embarrassed, I think it was. And it's like, is Sad, isn't it? that not powerful enough to just go, you know what? Chocolate twirl. Eh. Yeah, I, I can reconsider some of these decisions. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, that's not really. Like it once a week. Yeah, that's not gonna help me pull out of, you know, feeling disgusted about myself. Common sense, fat loss. But not that common. Huh? Not always that common. No. But just look, you know, take home is look at the, the big issues, look at what's causing you, and then come up with some solutions. Now, don't go, you know, because another one we get a lot from uh, clients is people like stalling on their things, but going, I'm going to have a think about it, and then they never ever get back to you. Just come up with a solution. Doesn't have to be perfect. Any solution will start. Do. Yeah, just try something, because whatever you do right now, Guess what? It's not fucking working. Mm. Good? Mm, great. Right, that's us, guys. Don't forget to leave a review. You know, we have a lot of listens on these podcasts. We do have a lot of reviews, motherfuckers. Thousands. Um, we're good. Other than that, keep out. We've got the... <laughs> Movember. All <laughs> oh, right, cool, yeah. Movember, November challenge coming up, guys. So keep an eye out for that. It's going to be... A fat loss challenge, so we'll do some nutrition coaching in it, we'll do some mindset coaching in it, but also we've got a rather exciting new physical challenge coming. I'd say let's get physical, but I'm not going to voice for it. Do you want to go for it? Let's get <laughs> physical, physical. I want to see your body talk. Let's get into <laughs> physical. 
Um, where we're gonna, we found an outside company. Company who are gonna help us use their software where we're gonna set a target of running, walking, crawling, moonwalking, dog walking, daily stepping, cross training, uh, a certain distance, which is gonna be 240 miles in the month. Um, so get involved with that, guys. Keep an eye out for the post. We'll see you in there. It's all for charity. It's all for charity to raise some awareness for suicide prevention. 60 men every hour commit suicide. Did you know that? Every hour? Every motherfucking hour. In the UK? No, over the world. So that's what we're raising awareness for. So keep an eye out. Love, peace, and hair grease.